0: Thanks for listening to this teaching from City of Life Church. Check out www.col.tv for more great teachings, service times, and information on upcoming events. Now, let's join the service already in progress. Thank you so much, y'all. Wow, that's, I, I, that's this is pretty surreal. Um, the, the opportunity to um, present something like this and to get people excited about it is a big deal. And when I was talking about dreams, I think... I mean, my, my podium is gone, so I'm going to try to remember my notes. But I, I, I think the, uh, the idea is when it comes to a dream that God has put in your heart, I think the key of achieving that dream and, and actually getting that dream is the en- in the end is the first thing, you have to want it. Uh, if, if there's a dream that you have, you have to want that dream. And Jesus encountered a man that was blind, and the man asked him, or Jesus asked him, and he said, what do you want me to do for you? And he said, I want to see. And Jesus then laid his hands on He said, okay, basically saying whatever you're wanting is what I'm going to give you. So I have a question for you. If you could get inspired by watching this part of my life that has been challenging but is materializing little by little. I wonder what God could do in you if you really wanted something. That you really put that in his hands. Because I feel like God is the kind of God that asks us. What do you want me to do for you? I think some of us don't even have an answer for that question. Maybe we've been so beat up or had so many failures or letdowns or people have let us down that we've just given up on on wanting great things. Look at someone next to you and say, "Want want great things. Yeah, when you want great things, God is willing to step in there and do it for you. I think that, you know, there's a story in 2 Kings 13, 17 where Elisha is talking to King Jehoash and he's fighting against the king is fighting against syria and elisha really puts his faith to the test he tells him he says pick up those arrows and strike the ground he says this to the king he says strike the ground so the king doesn't know what he means by that so he grabs the arrows and he strikes the ground 3 times and elisha's like mm, man bummer he's like however many times you struck the ground that's how many successful attacks you were going to have against syria because because you've struck it 3 times Now you'll have three successful attacks. So I don't know how you think, but I'm like, if God tells me to strike the ground with arrows, I'm going to beat the ground and my arm falls off because I want to make sure that that my dream is big enough for the God of the impossible to step up and do what only he can do when I am willing to put my heart and my faith out there. Only he can do that today. You know, God is looking for people that have big faith, but what do you want? Are you afraid to approach God and to admit that you want that business or you want your family to worship together in church together and to lift their hands? Is that too big of a dream for you and you're afraid to ask because you think it's too big of an imposition on him? I love a story that I heard about Alexander the Great. He had a philosopher that approached him and asked him for $50,000. And there was people on, you know, that, that knew this guy that says, you will, he will have you executed if you ask him for this amount of money. He's not kind, uh, he's not likely to give it to you, and you're risking your life by even asking him. And when he went in front of him, he asked for the $50,000 for a project that he wanted to work on. And, and Alexander the Great gave the word to his assistants, get it to him immediately. Hand him the money immediately. And people were baffled as to why he gave him that money. He said, I gave him the money because he understood the significance and the amount of my wealth, but he also understood the significance and the amount of my generosity. See, God is the same way with us. He is a generous God. He's a wealthy God. The Bible says he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Everything belongs to him. He is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Don't be afraid to ask him for that dream. So you got to want it today. You've got, somebody say, I want the dream. Okay, so you want the dream. I think the second thing you got to do is you got to see the dream. Joel 2.28 uh, talks about, in the last days I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. So your sons and daughters will prophesy. Old men will dream dreams. Young men will see visions. I'm still in the young men vision phase. Uh, 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 young men will see visions. And, and, and I love that. What, what are prophecies, dreams, and visions? They're seeing something. Don't ever get to the point in your life where you haven't spent enough time with God where he can show you things, glimpses of what the future could look like, glimpses of what you could look like. I mean, when you look in the mirror today, I hope you see the person that by God's grace can go back to college if that's what's in your heart and get your bachelor's degree, get your AA, get your master's degree, get your PhD. I hope you're the person that can look in the mirror and say, I don't have the money, I don't have the land, I don't have anyone to help me, but I've got a dream to start a business. And in Jesus' name, if I believe God and I trust him, I see it, I, can, I want it, I see it, but only he can do it. You can't give up on any part of that dream today. you got to want it, you got to see it. And I believe the next thing you need is you've got to believe it. Jesus said, if you can believe all things are possible to him that believes, you've got to believe. And I'm telling you something. There are times that your faith gets tested when you get turned down 20 times. And I had people say, I like everything about it except for the script. I'm like, oh my God, the script is the whole movie. You hate everything. You hate me. Why was I born? You know, like you start feeling like all these like insignificant things. And it's like, so you go back to the drawing board and you rework all the things that don't work about the script. I had people that watch that read it and said it's great but the hero has no problems he he's not dealing with any real adversity so I had to go and I mean it's my dad's life story I'm like yeah but it's true that doesn't matter if it's in a script it's got to work when other people see it so I had to go back to the drawing board and craft and create and do everything in my ability but in 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 the midst of all that I still believed somewhere down here that it could happen there's other things from my future that I believe I don't know how I'm going to get them right now but I believe God put that dream there and it he put it there, he's going to be faithful enough to see it through to the end. So you've got to believe. You've got to believe. Albert Einstein said, your imagination is a preview of life's coming attractions. Your imagination is a preview of life's coming attractions. So don't be afraid to see it. Don't be afraid to believe it. I think this next one is very important as well. You've got to write it. Write it down. Habakkuk 2 and 2 says, write the vision plain upon the table so he may run that readeth it. That's basically saying if you see the vision written down, you'll take it and you'll run with it until it's accomplished. But if you never write it down and you never let it materialize, some people are afraid to say their vision out loud much less to write it down learn how to speak it over your life learn how to say things out loud then write it down I love this study a guy at Virginia Tech did a study of about a thousand people and it went on to reveal that when he asked them the questions what are your goals in life 80 percent of those people said they didn't know what their goals were I don't know this is the answer what are your goals imagine that what if someone came up to you today and said what are your goals and you said I don't know what what if that person had a checkbook in their back pocket and they were ready to fund your goal? If, if you were able to express it to them succinctly, but because you don't know, what if you missed your moment right there because you don't even know? 80% said they didn't know. 16% said they have goals, but they've never written them down. Only 4% of the people asked said that they'd written the goals, but they have never gone back to look at them. And I, I was blown away by this last part. 1% of the people that were asked said they wrote the goals and they review them on a weekly basis. And he said, of that 1%, 90% of the 1% that writes them down and reviews them on a weekly basis are millionaires. They're millionaires. They're successful because they have goals. It doesn't say that they're Christians or they're, they do this. That This is just simple goal setting. This is not even with God backing you. Like, this is not from a, a Christian study. This is just simply looking and reviewing goals. If that's the case, why don't we take the Bible more seriously when it says to write it down? Write down the, look at someone next you. Say, write down, write down the dream. Come on, look at someone next you. Say, buy a notebook. And write down the dream. Write it. And then finally, you got to have it. There's a, there, there comes a point where it's time to stop thinking about it, dreaming it. You're going to have it. You're going to have it. It's going to happen. If God put it in your heart, it's going to happen. Habakkuk 2 and 3 says, the message is pointing to what's coming. It can hardly wait. It doesn't lie. If it seems slow, wait. It's on the way. It will come on time. Some, someone say, it will come on time. Never surrender the dream. If you put your faith in God and you don't give up on him, he will not give up on you. I hope this has encouraged you today to see a little bit of this story unfold. And I know lots of you are asking the question, when are we going to get to see the movie? The answer to that question is uh, we're in the process of selling the movie right now, which I'm learning a lot about this whole aspect of it. But I'm told it's regularly a 6 to 18 month process to sell the movie uh, we are only about two or three months into it and we're talking with everyone, everyone you can imagine we're having meetings with people are screening it and getting some great responses right now. I don't know exactly where it's going to land, but would you do me a favor and help me continually pray over that God will place this in the right area and then the right people will have access to it. Cause I want the world to be able to experience this story kind of in closing. I'm going to sing a song. Uh, that's the final song of the movie. Uh, called You Still Love Me, and uh, this is a, I I had 16 songs that are in this film. It was really cool to get to write a lot of the, uh, and we got great music in the movie. You saw in the trailer there, uh, Dan Teminski, a bluegrass legend. He's won like 14 Grammy Awards. Rhonda Vincent, who I think has won like 15 or 16 Grammy Awards for Bluegrass, she's one of the greatest bluegrass singers that have ever lived. She sings off Fly away in the movie. Dan Tomisky don't, doesn't just sing in the movie, he's in the movie. He stars in the movie. And he's like a he, like a legend to me. Like, I mean, I have gr- I've grown up listening to him. I always wanted to meet him. I never dreamed he could be in my movie. I told a bunch of people I want Dan Tomisky in my movie, and even producers were like, how are you going to get Dan Tomisky? I was like, I have no idea. I'll, I'm going to call him. I'm like, I'm just going to call him. They're like, but you don't know him. I was like, I don't care. I'm going to get his number from someone, and I'm going to call him. And so I called him. I'm like, hi, this is Jeffrey Smith. I'm making a movie called Southern Gospel. You're awesome. And, uh, and, and I was like, w- w- you, will you be in it? He's like, yeah, when and where? I was like, what? Are you serious? I was like, yes. And so, yeah, he was in the movie. It was He got to sing in it. I wrote two songs that he sang. So he, he played guitar and mandolin all this stuff. The guy's a beast. So it was so fun to get to do all this stuff. But one of the things that was really cool is the last song in the movie uh, is a really special song that the character, uh, Samuel's best friend, who you saw kneeling down at the front of the building, uh, he struggles with depression. And there's a scene in the movie where when he's working on his faith, trying to get things together, Uh, he sneaks into the church late at night and he's singing this song he wrote called You Still Love Me. And it's, you know, the lyrics are, uh, I was tired, I was cold, I was burned, I was alone, falling from the sky, hanging by a thread, sinking in the deep, standing on the ledge, but you, you still love me, you, you still love me. It's just about redemption. He doesn't know anyone's listening to him. Well, when something pretty tragic happens to Barry at the end of the movie, when Samuel's dream is finally fulfilled, Uh, he takes that song that he heard Barry sing and he does this really awesome, amazing uh, rendition of the song at the end of the film. And that's what this song is about. And so for anyone that's here today that you may feel like, you know, your dream is over with, that people have given up on you, I want to encourage you today that God has not given up on you and uh, he still loves you very much today. God has been good today. I hope this day is a day full of hope for those that are watching online, those that are in the room. I wanted to end this moment with an opportunity for everyone to get in the right place with Jesus. He loves you so much, and he will never give up on you. That's what the song is about. That's what the movie is about. So I'm just going to offer an opportunity when I count to three today. But if you're here, I'd like to ask everyone to bow your heads and close your eyes. If you're here and you need Jesus to become the Lord of your life, you want to make sure that your heart is committed to Him, that you've surrendered everything to Him, and you're in a right place with God. This concludes the teaching. If you'd like to support what God is doing here at City of Life, click on the Give button at www.col.tv or text a dollar amount to the number 855-997-6900. We
1: hope you'll join us again.